Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Steel City Underground podcast. This is the WTF continuation of week 12. My name is Terry Fletcher. So you heard my last week on Thanksgiving, but let's move forward and figure out what else happened for the rest of the league. And this week, I'm going to start with the Steelers only because I usually end with them or mix them in. But since they were on Monday Night Football, it's fresh in my mind. We won 24-17. I can't even tell you how loud I was yelling. Actually, something kind of funny. My friends, since I live in uh, Southern California, but I live in uh, a central part right now. And my friends that are a little further south are like, we could hear you yelling. And then one of my friends from Hawaii texted me and said, I can hear you yelling. And then one of my friends who was in Pittsburgh is like, I can hear you yelling. Apparently we're allowed here. But the 24-17 win, oh my gosh, talk about a nail biter. The winners of that game, in my opinion, Kenny Pickett, great job protecting the football. Kenny Pick or George Pickens, I don't know, the Pickett to Pickens uh, connection, I, I'm absolutely loving. The running back just tandem that they did, especially after uh, Naj had a leave, was just great. They did such a good job, found those bursts. Shout out to, you know, our halfback, fullback, Derek Watt, just another Watt doing his thing. Uh, we didn't really hear much from TJ Watt during this game, but, you know, just we did hear from Highsmith. We heard from, you know, uh, unfortunately Sutton did not make a good good decision in, in a false start that almost killed us in one game. But just being able to see that fumble at the end, just seeing figuring out what's going on there. Um, and in our secondary, they really stepped up now. Who are the WTF losers in this game? Oh my gosh. Talk about the what the football. Matt Canada, what are you doing? And I'm going to be on my Fire Matt Can- Canada um, train forever. It just drives me crazy. But you know what? It's time for Danny Smith to go too. Special teams were terrible. And I'm not the only one that thinks so. Coach Tomlin in his post presser said the kickoff coverage was just awful. The position, field position we were giving the other team was just terrible. And then Deontay Johnson, well, you all know I'm not a fan. And even though he got an extension, I'm thinking, what the heck? Why would you do that? He drops all the time. He, he, the only thing he does well when he holds on to the ball is he tends to run some decent routes. But he also, once he catches the ball, he runs backwards more than any other wide receiver in the league. It's awful. And he just doesn't try to get those you know, yards after catch. His his yak stats are terrible. And so another drop right through his hands into the end zone. Um, he doesn't fight for it. So when the announcers keep saying our number one receiver is Deontay Johnson, no, he isn't. Let's talk about who our number one receiver is. George Pickens. That's who our number one receiver is. And we can just tell with Kenny Pickett. So you know what announcers, what the football, stop with that. But just a, a really a great game. I'm I'm really disappointed a little bit, well, a lot, with the receivers because they just don't seem to understand how to recognize a hold call. You're getting mugged, your receiver your um line has your defensive line has their um, they're being mugged with the the arms around their neck that's a hold 
You know, we sit there and we saw a, and I'm air quoting a Joe Hayden uh, defense defense in the end zone. And they call that a pass interference. We're like, that's not a pass interference. We don't know what you're looking at, but that's not pass interference. But overall, just a really good game. And, and this is going to be really a what the football because it was on Monday Night Football. We love it. It was with the Indianapolis Colts, which uh, Matt Ryan, I, you know what, I know he's back. Poor Jeff Saturday. You know, it's hard to root for a guy when you're playing against him. Uh, but he just, I feel bad for him because he made the decision to bring in a veteran, bring back the veteran quarterback. And he was just awful at the very beginning in the first, uh, first quarter. I just felt like we saw kind of two terrible teams trying to figure it out, but just to get that fourth win. And that sounds sad as we're in week 12, but it was, it was a very good feeling. So I was really happy about that. A couple other things going around now, obviously we had the, the three Thanksgiving games, we had a very wild Sunday, uh, you know, the Sunday night shootout. And it's just weird that Al Michaels didn't call any of them. That just felt really weird to me. But let's start with our Josh Jacobs Raider game. Oh, my goodness. So that was a Raider Seattle game. And you just automatically thought that Seattle was going to win. And you would think they, they almost had it because it was an overtime game. It was 40 to 34 Raiders. And the first play of the game, Derek Carr throws a pick and Seattle defensive lineman on the sideline. He doesn't realize the play is dead and he ran onto the field. Talk about a 12-man situation. But 12 guys and throws a block for the defender and nobody called it. To me, that's a complete come on, man. What the heck? So what the football for sure. Uh, But they, they ended up, the Raiders ended up pulling it out. But Josh Jacobs, the running back for the Raiders. Okay, if you had him on your fantasy team, you know what he did? 53.8 points. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he definitely did not help me at all, but I'm sure he helped everyone else. The Browns beat Tampa Bay. You know, Tom Brady, just like Matt Ryan, they just look old. They're just looking old. And you have to ask yourself, Tom Brady, was it was it worth the marital issues to come back for this? I don't know. But you know what? I was bummed because that was a come from behind as well. And for them to be Tampa Bay. So that was that was not good for the AFC um, North division. The Chargers 25-24 over Arizona. That was back and forth a lot. I'm still not bought in on the Chargers, but whenever they get a win, it's like the media is ready to anoint them the second coming. So what are you going to do? But the best part of the day, and as far as a WTF moment, had to be the Ravens losing again. Lost in the fourth quarter. They lost with 36 seconds left versus Jacksonville, who went for a two-point conversion instead of an extra point. And then did they throw it to get down to a sort of range for Justin Tucker? 67 yards is not his range. And if I keep hearing the media people over and over again talking about, well, last year he made a 61. Do you know why he made that 61-yard touchdown? Does anybody remember? Or a 61-yard field goal last year? The reason he did is because we were playing them. It was the Steelers versus the Ravens. They didn't call a delay of game after two extra seconds on Lamar Jackson. And so that's why he didn't get pushed back five extra yards and was able to make 61 yards because it should have been loss of down and and loss of of five more yards. So that's ridiculous. I don't like it when they do that. Since he beats Tennessee after defending uh, hit center and the defender hits the center and gives him a first down. 
And they should just know better than that. You know, whenever you look at Mike Vrabel over on Tennessee and you just look at him and when he shakes his head, he's so animated and he just thinks, oh my gosh, my team. And with only 31 rushing yards for Derrick Henry and no touchdowns, no wonder. I mean, you, you can't, if you're not going through the best running back, the best player on the team, you're, you're just not going to, to win the game. So what was probably the, the worst game to watch? Well, again, because we didn't have football till Monday, when I say we, I mean Steeler fans, the Saints were shut out by the 49ers, and not by a lot, 13 nothing. But guess who the leading rusher was for the Saints? Yes, the Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, and guess how many rushing yards he had? 21. Yeah, Alvin Kamara fumbled twice. What the football? Oh my gosh. Now once he was... It was covered up by one of his um, his uh, offensive players as well, but the other one was really bad, and it cost them a a, a, a um, it definitely cost them a, a a point. So this was not good, and it ended up giving a touchdown to the 49ers. Ram Shamnagvay he got smacked in the, <laughs> in the sidelines by his own player. Why did I laugh at that? I think it was just the visual because they had music to it when I saw the video. But his own player was coming out. He had a headset on, and he came back and just knocked him silly. And for the rest of the game, you're wondering if he broke his jaw. Um, but there were several teams. There was actually four teams that came from behind for wins, and that would have been the Raiders, the Bengals, the Bears, and the Jaguars. And so, yeah, the Jags beat the Ravens 28-7. Do you notice these one-point games, you know, Chargers 25-24? That was scary. There was a lot of moments where you're just thinking, oh, my goodness. Now, Green Bay lost again to Philadelphia. They were the Sunday night football game. I think everybody expected a little more, as they always do from Aaron Rodgers. But in the fourth, they pulled him for Jordan Love because he has a rib injury. He was he said he couldn't breathe for most of the game, and so you don't want that to puncture a lung. He also has a fractured right thumb, so who knows if he's coming back with um, the 3-8 and eight record that they have. But Jordan Love came in and did a little better than he did the last outing, so at least that gives hope in Green Bay that they've at least got a backup that could be competitive when they play other teams. But Philadelphia, I mean, good for them. Right now, they are 10-1 and one and just the favorites right now in the NFC. So after doing the rundown, I kind of wanted to comment on a couple of these losses. You know, I've really never taken the, <laughs> drank the Kool-Aid on the Ravens. I never have. I don't think they're true, true Super Bowl contenders. They always figure out a way to beat themselves up, mostly with their quarterback. He, he just doesn't finish all the time. And so I don't put them in the same class as the Chiefs, the Bills, um, or even the Dolphins at this point. Um, you know, I think the the Bengals and the Titans, they're probably right up there. But Baltimore, even though they've got some injuries, like just like everybody else has, they choke. They were up 19-10 on the Jaguars with 13 minutes uh, remaining. And I just, I can't believe that they gave that game away again. So it's, you know, Gus Edwards coughed up a first down carry um, as far as a fumble and so it was just, it wasn't good. But when you're dealing with this and realizing you've got Doug Peterson on the other side as a coach, and he went for a two-point conversion with just 14 seconds remaining, having faith in his guys over the Ravens, he sealed their fate. But it's just the Ravens have a very easy schedule going forward, but they really aren't the most dangerous team in the NFC or the AFC North. I think actually the Bengals, they're coming back. They're, what are they, won um, five or six in a row? So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, but they are absolutely a choke fest over there in Baltimore. 
then what do you do? You go over to Tampa Bay. You know, it's it's not even, I know people call Tom Brady the goat, and he is, let's face it. But when you don't know when it's time to hang it up, it it's really glaring. I mean, we saw Philip Rivers. He was, you know, he was not ready to go. So he went to Indianapolis and just didn't do much there. And now he's coaching high school. You, you know, you saw... Uh, Matt Ryan, like I mentioned before, and now he's the, in Indianapolis as well. It's like they pick up the the leftovers, and yeah, he he needs to go. I, but they're paying him so much money. You even see what's going on with Russell Wilson over in um, in Denver, who they guaranteed him two hundred and fifty million dollars. Two hundred and fifty million dollars. Seriously, say that. Say that with me. I mean, Russell looks cooked. You know, he he was terrible um, against the Carolina Panthers. And they had Sam Darnold, who, you know, he was bad enough, but he was getting screamed at on the sideline by his own defense. And his defense came up to Russell on the sideline. I don't know if you saw it. And he said, let's go. And he is a dead cap figure if they keep him, which they're going to. Um, and it's about $30 million a year, but they have to keep him until 2027. So no matter what you think, I have a feeling that Nathaniel Hackett, their first-year coach, he's out of there. He has to be out of there because, I mean, how can you lose to a team that already fired its coach and traded its best player, McCaffrey, to the 49ers? How can you do that? So this is just where the Broncos are at right now and just circling back around to Tom Brady. I don't know if he'll be back next year. I don't know if they'll want him back next year. But this is definitely not a good look for a team that was very excited about having him come back. So for Ben that's out there and I'm watching your footballing, I think it's a great show on on YouTube and I, I love your insights that you have. And I think you hung it up at the best time, even though I missed you out on the field. But it's when it's time to hang it up, it's time to hang it up. So keep that in mind for all those quarterbacks out there thinking that they can also play till they're 45. All right, everyone, I hope you have a great rest of your week. And thank you for listening to the Still City Underground podcast. This is Terry Fletcher. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com. 